0: What's up everybody, welcome to another episode of Yowla, your Thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Uh, yeah, Good old man. humor. It's, uh, it's a new week. Is it a new week? Yes, it is a new week. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. And, and how was your weekend, man? Um, it was nice. Yeah, Singapore is uh, actually much cooler. Than I mm. thought it
1: would be since I came back from my last vacation and all.
0: Like. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now whenever it rains like this, right, I just know it's gonna get fucking hot.
1: After that, lah. La.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's almost like a roller coaster, right? You know, you are going to the top, top, top. You know, there's a there's a steep decline coming soon, and that's. I still enjoy this kind of weather, like. I yeah. love this kind of grey weather. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nicer, and it's mm. it's the second half of the year already, so. Eh? And then before you know
1: it, you're starting to count down to the monsoon season again.
0: Now what is monsoon season, Terrence? It's
1: Christmas carols, Mariah Carey, and all that. That's the monsoon season, basically. What about Deeper Valley? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Deeper Valley, <laughs> of course. Yeah, before Deeper Valley, anything. National yeah, yeah. Day. National Day. You know, the news that Kit F-Y. Chan is going to be
0: singing Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like that that seems like it's big news, right? Uh, Singing Home?
1: Yeah. Uh it'll be like a big karaoke session, uh, I can imagine. Everyone yeah, la, yeah, la. all Singaporeans But I mean we
0: always it. we always play home
1: at NDP right. It's just she doesn't sing it live. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, all these it's all these retro acts coming back, uh retro acts like Coldplay mm. and
0: Coldplay yeah, not retro act. It's, right. retro it's still act, got new like albums.
1: is it. retro it's still,
0: act Michael Learns to Rock is a retro act.
1: Yeah. So the context is that uh I think last Friday. Uh, you and I were at a university to, mm. to for talk SIT, la, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were having this discussion with people about Taylor Swift and Coplay. Mm. And then yeah, I think the young person we were talking to was like, yeah, you know, coplay, okay if I miss it. cuz it's a bit of a, it's for older people. La, mm. she, that's what she means, la. people like you and me. La. Older yeah, people. La.
0: yeah, yeah, Retro act. La. No, there's a difference. What's, the difference. What's the difference? Because to me, okay, to me, retro act is like the act used to be big. Uh, and then now they're going to come back and play their old songs. Okay. CoPlay is going to play some old songs, but they also have a new album. They're still big lah. That's what you're saying. They're still big lah.
1: Oh. So you, you, you feel like you're still, as a fan and all, your, your tastes are still relevant. Yes, right? of course. <laughs> of course. Would Michael Learns the Rock sell out six concerts? No, right? You never know. They don't need to. They, they're performing free, right? Apparently. Oh, is it? I think it's a free concert. Yeah la, because a retro
0: act. Nobody gives a shit.
1: No, it's a charity.
0: You're such a cynical, you know, cynical. Retro yeah. act uh. But but yeah, I mean, Singapore was awash with stories of people trying to get Taylor Swift tickets.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I think I was just commenting with some, some people over the weekend that uh,
1: probably, yeah, everywhere you hear Taylor Swift song, there'll be someone like suddenly break down crying. Because, because they, cannot, yeah, they cannot get tickets. Uh. Reminded that they couldn't get tickets. Huh? And that's what Taylor Swift means to a lot of people. Does it mean, what what does Taylor Swift mean to you? Uh,
0: I mean, I never used to be a fan of Taylor Swift. Certain songs are a bit catchy, like Shake It Off and all that. But uh, my wedding song, my wedding, mm. the first dance was uh, Lover by Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I really like that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, wouldn't, I still wouldn't say that she's like, oh my God, amazing. There are two songs of hers I like, uh, Lover and Invisible String. Apart from that, I'm okay. How about Shake It Off, Blank Space, all this? Mm, shake It Off, I'm like, eh, it's catchy, but not my thing.
1: Yeah, I love Blank Space because it, there was that, you know, that misheard lyric of, uh, about Starbucks lovers or something. Yes, Do you remember that from many years ago. Yes, got a long list of Starbucks lovers. What Starbucks. is it? What is the actual line? Got a long list of ex-lovers, but somehow everybody was listening to. It. Got a long lovers. list of Starbucks lovers. <laughs> <I> see, <laughs> yeah, I but Taylor that. Swift
0: for you? Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, I I know she grew up with probably the generation of kids after my 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 time lah. Mm. You know, uh, but yes, yeah, because of that, she's sort of woven into the fabric of pop culture. I mean, can you imagine? I uh, remember Kanye West invading mm. the stage during the M T V VMAs. Mm. Uh remember her performing at the Victoria's Secret fashion show mm. and maybe even outshining some of the mm. Victoria's mm. Secret angels and all that. Mm. And uh yeah, so she's very she's involved in a spectacle,
0: in... she's a spectacle.
1: More than that, I think she's part of like pop pop culture history, like, you know. Mm. Like any mm. el- any moment in time there probably was a Taylor Swift sound soundtrack to it. And I, I interesting part, I do follow the John Mayer, uh like Reddit and everything. And because she has a literally has a song called Dear John, which apparently is about their relationship and all that. La. So uh, there's a lot of uh, animosity from Taylor Swift fans towards uh, John Mayer and his fans, as well. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time Taylor Swift comes up in the news or that, there's a, a, a lot of discussion on the John Mayer subreddit about, about it, as well. Oh,
0: really? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Very vengeful, uh, very vengeful. Script, because it la. was a bad breakup. Apparently, yeah. And you know you know, she has the reputation of writing songs about yeah, her yeah, yeah. breakups, whether it was Ed yeah. Sheeran or John May or that. So, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, she
0: went out with Ed Sheeran. I think so.
1: Yeah, wasn't there an album that she, they did, uh, that, like an album that was dedicated to...
0: Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran? Yeah, 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 yeah. You sure not? Pretty sure. Taylor Swift, Ed Sheeran? Uh, yeah. I thought they're just friends. I think they went out, right? No?
1: Uh, like world world's being shook right now
0: they are they are not they never went out la they're friends la friends after dating la possible right no la maybe they were i don't think so la okay okay but why does that matter why does that matter so much no because i felt like i was um okay i generally under know all this pop culture like uh the rumors and all that Ah. and i've heard la like bad uh not benedict cumberbatch who, who plays loki Loki, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddle,
1: yeah, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston, Hiddleston that one with Taylor Swift, and then Street, there was like Calvin right? Harris also, right? Calvin yeah, Harris, yeah, but yeah. not Ed
0: Sheeran lah. Not Ed Sheeran. I thought uh, they were long time friends. Maybe, maybe it was maybe something, something under happened. the ropes, yeah. You know, so. you know, yeah. But uh, yeah, la friends, friends. Yeah. So yeah, I, I
1: can understand la, This feels like a it's like a pilgrimage la, for a lot of people who grew up with her. Mm. You know, to have to attend to attend a concert and, and just also, see her.
0: Probably a lot of people grew up in their early teens to the late teens to the early 20s with Taylor mm. Swift, la, mm. right? Uh, and I think anytime there's a singer that lasts that long over that period of time talking about heartbreak, yeah, la, there's a lot of emotions attached to it. La.
1: Yeah, and
0: and not having got cancelled
1: or some big scandal yeah, in man. between. That's actually an achievement in it by itself. La.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Too bad uh, <laughs> the first topic uh, is about someone who hasn't even lasted as long as Taylor Swift but already. Or a guffaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before that, what what do you have to plug? Uh, I guess uh, just the Mm. podcast. We are back on track. You know, we're both done with traveling. We're back on track. If you're new to the podcast, thank you. Thank you for giving us a chance. And if you do enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could share it with one person who maybe hasn't heard of us or heard of what we do. Mm. Yes. Because that's that's normally how we grow. Word of mouth, man. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. But yes, speaking of mouth, uh, mm. our next topic,
1: someone's mouthing certain things that quite inappropriately. And What yes. is this topic?
0: Um, so uh, on on uh, Reddit, I believe it was last night, uh, so 10th July, there were someone, one Redditor posted a clip from an April 2023 parliamentary sitting where Speaker of Parliament, Tan Chuan Jin, um, was just uh, calling... Uh, or like calling the, the MP who was following James Lim after James Lim gave an impassioned speech about how the government needs to help the poor. Um, so Tan Chuan Jin called the next uh, person and then under his breath, he mm. said something along the lines of uh, fucking populist yeah. in response to Jameis Lim's yeah. uh, speech. La. Mm. So, I mean, now it's out in the news and all that, but when did you first come across this? Uh, just this morning, yeah, in uh, the news. In what format? Just scrolling news and, uh... Oh, seeing, so you saw it in the news, right? Yeah, 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 news article, yeah. Oh, I think, I think someone in the group shared the Reddit, Reddit post with oh, me. Oh, okay. And at that point in time, I thought it was, okay, you know how you were just saying misheard lyrics, right? Yeah, From yeah, Taylor yeah. Swift. Yeah. Uh, ex-lovers became Starbucks lovers. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, like, because he says it at the same time when the next MP is kind of like uh, shuffling his papers. Mm. So you can hear the bit of a populist, but I was like, wait, is this even real? Is this is this just people like uh, blowing it out of proportion? Yeah. And then I saw his Facebook post, yeah. Tan Chuan Jin. Uh, and he posted it six hours ago today, so about 10 a.m. on Tuesday, 11th July. Mm. Um, and generally saying, and I quote, there is a recording of a parliament sitting in April this year that had been circulating. I had to listen to the recording as I did not recall the occasion. Based on the clip, it appears that I had a reaction to a speech made in the chamber. When I listen to speeches made like everyone, I do form views on them. What was said were my private thoughts which I had muttered to myself and not to anyone. However, I should not have expressed them aloud or in unparliamentary language and I apologize for that. I have also spoken to the member, uh, James Lim, to make that apology as well which he has kindly accepted. Mm. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit, this is real.
1: Yeah, it's real. This is real. And yeah, for those people who are, you know, thinking this is not a big deal, don't need to listen to it. I think uh, it's worth to just listen to the clip once. uh. It will surprise you at the amount of disdain you can hear in his voice when he says, fucking populist. It's not like the kind of, you know, I think when they were, you remember when the last hot mic moment with. The young uh Man Yeah, and Indian Balakrishnan, right? Yeah, and then, I don't know who it was exactly, but they were yeah, saying Did he oh, go what, to what R. school R. did he go to? Yeah. Must be lousy school. That was a joke, like, right? Yeah. That was like you could brush it off as a kind of insensitive or uh Just a douchebag comment uh, a douchey like douchey kind of joke. Yeah. Like. But this one, like, wow, you could sense the disdain when he's king populist. And it's that kind of like you say under your breath because you just can't control yourself. Like you're just uttering like, oh this guy's I can't stand this guy. You know yeah. that kind of feel to it, yeah. So that's why, I, that's why I say, like, even though it's just literally two words, uh, it's worth listening to it just to hear the disdain in his voice, huh?
0: But why do you feel this needs to be the first topic we talk about? You know, we started a new week, so many topics to talk about, but why this one? Uh, I think uh, and yeah, you go to some commentators like Sudir,
1: Sudir of John Media. He mm. posted uh an email, uh, email that he sent out to. Tan Chuan Jin himself, like, seeking comment. And he pointed out that, you know, as the Speaker of Parliament, which Tan Chuan Jin is, uh, by parliamentary rules, you are supposed to be as impartial uh, as possible uh, throughout the whole process. So, uh, how does you, you know, so quickly and so with so much disdain, dismissing a speech made by another member of Parliament, does that make you... Does that make give the appearance that you're not very impartial, Right? Because mm. ultimately, you know, you we we've been to Parliament and we've seen the process where Speaker of Parliament has a very difficult role to control yeah. the amount of time people are speaking to keep to keep proceedings moving everything. But that also means uh, it can cause you know certain anger in Parliament, right? like we saw Leong Man Wai's uh, Sui issue, like right where he mm. wasn't he didn't agree with what the Deputy Speaker was saying that we need to cut off the the time for clarifications by 5.45 p.m. They mm. said, this debate will not, cannot end at 5.45. So yeah, there, there is a point of contention that, A, the Speaker of Parliament holds a lot of power over like who, who can say what and all that. So for the Speaker of Parliament to have been caught in a moment where obviously, yeah, lah, whatever, it, although it's their private thoughts, but it also, given the amount of power, let's not say power, given the amount of control that they have over what, how much time people have to speak in Parliament, uh doesn't reflect well lah, i think you know mm. so so i think that was a serious point when he when he quoted
0: what the role of the speaker of parliament supposed to do lah. somehow everyone enter parliament must bow to the speaker right yes yes we correct. also had to bow to the speaker yeah, yeah. we were on a different floor and we still had to bow to the speaker in the direction of the speaker yeah yeah Yeah, in the direction of the speaker so so yeah like what you said that the, basically the official statement on like parliament.gov.sj the duties of the speaker Presides over the sitting of the house, enforces the rules prescribed in the standing orders of Parliament. Um, uh, it is uh, may or may not be an MP. They they decide who has the right to speak, puts the questions for the house to debate on and vote on. The speaker does not take part in the debate, but can abstain or vote for or against the motion. Yeah. Um. And and basically, yeah, it's meant to be impartial. And but they. It is the enforcer of discipline, right? Kind of, yeah. There is leader of the house, which is in Rani Raja, yeah. Uh but the Speaker of Parliament is almost like that's why he sits on a higher chair like Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is that authority, you know, even when he presides
1: over proceedings. Yeah. Right.
0: And all the MPs come up, you basically say, you know, Mr. Speaker, yeah. you know, and this and that. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when Leong Man Wai spoke out against the speaker, I think when um someone asked him to do something and he said speak Mr. Speaker did not ask me, so I suggest you don't ask me to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Indrani threw her file and and brought up very clearly like uh, about the conduct of MPs in parliament. Like. Mm, correct. So, when I saw this, when I thought it was fake, then I saw it was real. And I think what pissed me off the most was his apology. La. Mm, um, mm. Because, yeah, you can have, you form views on them. Yes, everybody goes through life, you form views on everything. Yeah. Um, but I think what separates it is like what you actually do or say versus what mm. you think. La. Yeah. There's no way you can control people's thoughts, right? But for him to say it, one thing, um, just feel so ignorant. And yeah, okay, you're stressed. Your job not easy, whatever. Ignorance. And plus, this hot mic issue. Uh. Mm. Like, I understand also parliament sits what once every month. It's like hours and hours on end. Speaker of parliament, I don't envy the job. Yeah, You cannot switch off, la, right? Mm-hmm. But in this case, you switch off. Then your apology is so nonchalant. And it, basically, it almost seems like, you know, based on the clip, it appears that I had a reaction. Mm. And when I read language like that, right? Because even on like text with someone, you know, all this passive-aggressive text, you know, yeah. Or like when you have an argument with someone, it appears as yeah. opposed to based on a clip, I had a reaction because I know arguing with my wife also when I say uh, things like, you know, I'm sorry you feel this way, I know is uh, digging a hole for myself. Really, yeah. you cannot say I'm sorry yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. this way. Yeah. As opposed to I'm sorry I said this. Yeah. yeah you know. Yeah, so when I read this, I'm like, hello. This does not work in spousal arguments. Yeah. This cannot work on Facebook. Mm. So then it feels so nonchalant. And just because he called James Lim to make apology. I mean, James Lim, classy lah, He replied on the wall itself. Mm. Uh, speaker did indeed call and I have accepted his apology. Yeah. But maybe it's also coming off the back of the whole ride out gate. Mm. No,
1: not just ride out gate. But a week ago, we literally, the whole siaswe thing in parliament came up lah, right? Mm. The use of words like siaswe to describe parliamentary proceedings and all that. Yeah, that was like, it was debated. It was you know literally like PSP was made to give an apology for, for doing that la. Yeah, and so in this case, isn't it even uh, isn't it even more sia suela to say this, to say the least that 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 one MP is calling another MP uh,
0: you know, looking populist like that la, right? But anyway, I see, I go to Tanjong Jin's wall. I see people saying, you know, we are all human. This is a mistake. At least he has apologized. Mm-hmm. Isn't that better than not saying anything, Terrence? True. At least he apologized.
1: Um, yeah, lah. but how you do the apology. And what you are what you are arguing about is that the apology doesn't feel or
0: sound sincere, lah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lah. It's even worse than all those YouTube apologies by YouTubers, mm-hmm. you know, where yeah. they sit down on the couch like, "This is not going to be an easy thing to say."
1: Yeah. I I did read his. I did read his apology. Uh, I actually didn't think, I probably differ from you and I don't think it's as, as, uh, what do you call it? Uh, insincere mm, as you think it is. La. Mm. To me, it is possible that, yeah, la, it's a hot mic moment. You utter certain things under your breath and you, you might not even have known and you might have forgotten, you know. Uh, but yeah, la, so it is, it is a possibility that that, that is the case. La. Uh, but the p- apology I mean, he has made an apology very quickly and even seems like he's reached out to Jameis Lim also mm. and made an apology. So, yeah, you know, it's a... Uh, I think I, I, I don't have
0: too too many big issues with the apology per se. Maybe yeah. it's because, like... Uh, I mean, he was smart, like he apologised fast. Mm. But maybe it, be- it feels like this is one of those things that is so easily just ignored. Yeah. Uh, because I totally understand. You're in a work setting. Yeah. Parliament is work for them. Yeah. Right? It's a long ass day. Yeah sometimes someone says something that pisses you off sure and you have the sentiments sure mm-hmm. but when you say it like this is it just going to end here lah? maybe it's because like what you say coming off the whole shashway, shashway thing, where you see all these debates about what seems like nitty gritties like we literally said on the podcast last week yeah. we both agreed that indrani had to say something mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because it is something that is undesirable that you don't yeah. want to nip in the butt yeah so in this case You could argue that "Ah, it's a small thing, just boil it over. But it's a small thing worth highlighting, right? Mm, Worth mm. kind of making a statement uh, and saying, okay, this is uncalled for behavior. It Mm. is wrong. We don't do this in future and we can move on, but
1: it's wrong. Mm. So if you were Indrani, would you be stepping up to the podium and saying, I believe that uh, that apology is in order to the parliament? Would you be be putting that forward?
0: But technically, he apologised already, right? Uh, but to he, parliament lah, But, but even PSP, uh, Leong Manwai apologised in parliament right? Oh, correct, correct, correct. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so... Oh, yeah, I yeah, apologise yeah. on Facebook. He didn't apologise in parliament right? Yeah, correct. The yeah. only time he apologised, I think, was when he spoke out against the Speaker of Parliament correct, or spoke correct. out yeah, against yeah. another MP, which, which that one you look also, that's yeah. a douche thing to say lah. Like. Also, would you want uh,
1: Tan Chuan Jin to, at the next sitting of parliament to apologise for, for that moment before the proceedings begin or something like that?
0: Yes, I would oh, appreciate okay, that. Okay, okay,
1: <laughs> so that would satisfy you, lah, right? If you did that,
0: maybe okay, maybe not. Uh, okay, wait, Tan Chonjin versus Indrani. I don't understand the difference between leader of the house and speaker of parliament, mm-hmm. like who has more senior or not. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like, yeah, there needs to be something like a bit more uh to what we have seen is demanded of like opposition MPs, lah. and not just opposition MPs, man. Even just people
1: who go and sit in parliament. I mean, we're literally going there, like you say, we do scans, check everything, mm. bow down to the Speaker of Parliament, take, surrender your phone, go and sit down, cannot talk to each other. Mm. So we're literally following all the rules, right? Mm. So yeah, I think if you're asking people to observe the quorum when they come to Parliament and all that, right? I think as the Speaker of Parliament, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the least you yourself should observe. So you
0: also right? feel there should be something? Yeah, not just
1: apologize to parliament. I apologize to, you know, the people who go In there. In the, uh, yeah, the gallery? In the gallery, sitting there. Who walking like
0: have to struggle to find three times 20 cent yeah. coins for a locker. Even coughing, I also had
1: to do the... Because I don't want to make noise and cough, you know? Because yeah. I don't want to scare people I'm sitting with. I don't want to make too much noise. Mm. So yeah, I,
0: I observe the decorum of parliament. So why shouldn't the Speaker of Parliament? But if it's a one-off thing, like let's say he's he's been Speaker of Parliament for what, six years? Mm-mm. Assuming one parliamentary set sitting every month. Yeah. Or they don't sit in June, right? So eleven months. Let's say each total of ten hours. Yeah, there's like seven hundred hours of parliamentary sitting. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is the first time he hot mic moment for like three seconds. Yeah. So ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time he never says swear words. He never mutter anything under his breath. Mm-hmm. Is it still worth an apology? I think it is on on multiple fronts because like mm. what Studio says, there is then he
1: they they he needs to appear impartial. So having mm. his thoughts about certain things. It shouldn't be ad in such an ugly fashion. Mm. Yeah, and then like, yeah, like the decorum of the the whole place. Like if you're complaining that Young Man Wai doesn't respect the quorum of Parliament and he's, you know, uh he's a very siaswe and all that kind of thing, if people are complaining about that, then what more as the Speaker of Parliament, what kind of example you need to set for people, la, right? Yeah. So it, I wouldn't yeah. say I wouldn't yeah, you know, it's not like you are just sitting in the back benches, then you then you accidentally muttered some F word out loud or something like that. Mm. You, know? you are literally the one calling people, okay, next to speak, next to speak, next to speak, next to speak, right? Mm. So you are constantly, I mean, you're like, I mean, imagine the chief, the umpire in a Wimbledon tennis match or something. In, In the middle of nowhere, suddenly you went like, you know, player or something like that, like, right? Mm. I think the the match will be over. They'll just call it. They'll just stop it immediately because it will immediately seen you. You won't be seen as uh, impartial anymore, right? Mm. So there's the element of fairness that that also goes
0: into your job, lah. Right? And and I think one thing is because even in the in the analogy of umpire and and players, basically the the players can never become an umpire, mm. uh, regardless of how well they do. Yeah, you know. Whereas in this case, the speaker of parliament is chosen because it is a responsibility, right? yeah. you know. Given to a minister who is seen to be quite like um credible right? mm, mm. so because when I go on the wall, I, on his wall I see, you know, we are all human, he made a mistake and apologised, he continues to step up for Singapore every single day. Yes, we don't need to discount what he's doing in service to the country. Mm. But being speaker of parliament, it is a big responsibility with a lot of uh how you say prestige attached to it. La. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think sometimes that just because people are doing very high profile jobs or prestigious jobs, it almost feels like we must give them leeway to, to fuck up. If they fuck up, they're like, yeah, they're doing so much. Mm. Then I'm like, eh, then what? Just because people who are doing less work or less valuable work that I say in air quotes also, mm. that means they have less liberty to fuck up. La. Mm. And, I, and I don't like that sort of thing. La. Mm. If, if you are in a prestigious position where your role is to enforce um the uh, decorum, if you fuck up, all the more you should apologize. Doubly so. Yeah. yeah. All the more you should be very upfront and you, you walk the talk, la. You yeah. put your money where your mouth is. Like the mistake itself, to be honest, it's human, la, you know? Yeah. In a work setting, you say stuff when you're annoyed, la. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if you're in that role, it's like you can't just let it slide, la. Yeah.
1: And I I mean, I, I mentioned that, yeah, la, you hear a lot of disdain in the voice. Mm. And then he had to reach out to Jameis. Uh, He said he reached out to Jameis Lim to apologize and all. Uh, I hope it also, I'm trying to imagine like the, how the conversation went, you know. (laughs) Hey dude, you know. Just try it, just (laughs) try it. I'll be uh. Jameis. Hey man. uh, Hello. Yeah, you saw, you saw, I'm sure you've been seeing some of the things that people have posted. Yes, yes, I did. Always in parliament. And and, uh, then, yeah, I know, uh, uh, I'll admit like it's a bit uncalled for. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, so I, I cool. thank you for calling.
0: Yeah. Thank you for calling. So so we, we're good, right? We're good? Um, I, I do have some other thoughts. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, is, you know, yeah, we're good. We're I'm good, kind uh. of busy
1: right now. Like, yeah, I'll, yeah. We'll, 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 I'll see you at the next one. Perhaps we could sitting. catch up for coffee. Yeah, yeah, next, oh. <laughs> yeah, next one, next one, next one. Yeah, we're a bit busy now. So yeah, that's, that's the thing I'm afraid of. That you know, I, I do hope that it kicked off some kind of discussion about that word populist mm. and re- referencing someone's ideas as populist and all that, because it's, it's, you know, in the right-wing media and all, you see, it's very easy to, anytime any, uh, left-wing or Democrat person raises a point, then they just, oh, it's a fucking populism and everything like, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and you just dismiss what they argue. But, um, if you hear what, yeah, Jameis was talking about, he was talking about, I think the poverty line in Singapore mm. and, and he finds it very surprising that we haven't established what a uh, poverty poverty line is in Singapore, right? Mm. Uh, and then there were also, in the same clips that we put online, uh, there were very clear points where the Speaker of Parliament interrupted his speech to tell him to, you know, move, you have 30 seconds left and all that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which which does, uh, you interrupt a speech, you take away from the the message that, that someone's trying to deliver and all that. So it's not a good look. Mm. And uh, yeah, I do hope they have, maybe have a discussion about what, what, what point of the of James's speech that he so he disagrees with so vehemently that he said fucking populist with so much disdain,
0: you know? Actually I think that's a good point. Like the word populist, right, is a very loaded word. Mm, it's yeah. it's in some way similar to like, you know, when someone's like you feel like sensitive, you just say, ah, yeah, you're a snowflake. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just one brushstroke and immediately you label them. Yeah. And populist is a very charged word because um any any politician uh, I'm guessing would want to be known as someone who is uh, willing to make tough calls, you know, that goes against the grain for the greater good. And sometimes these might not be the most popular policies, but they have to do it anyway. Mm. So by saying someone's populist, then it just makes them seem like they're pandering, right? Which is not good.
1: Yeah, And both sides, right? Uh, Like, I think even whether you're a PAP or what, someone somehow could uh, accuse you of certain policy being populist, right? mm, You know, mm, mm. pandering to... Uh, to, to to you know the whether it's uh the majority or anything like that, like, right. Mm. And people say, Oh, you're fucking populist. So it's not to me, if you're just dismissing someone's views as populist and not having and uh, not having a conversation because of that, then that's not that's not good also. Like. I'll try and
0: next time you say something I disagree with, I'll be like, Terrence, sh- you are
1: fucking populist. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but I so said that population. we we the only population that we have is like the yellow butt listeners. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> correct, correct, yeah, yeah. Pandering to them. So you, it's different. Yeah. You
0: try at your dinner also. Like anytime you're at the dinner or something and someone says something that maybe is a bit more leftist or a bit more, you know, utopian, you just say, just say this, fucking populist. Yeah. You're so disconnected from the reality. You're fucking populist. Yeah. yeah and then see how they react. Yeah. Like. So yeah, I
1: mean I, I do hope that they have uh because of this incident, there might be a chance to connect and and reflect on, on the word populism mm. and what that means to both
0: individuals but one thing that's interesting also is this was a parliamentary sitting in april no? mm. now it's july yeah what the hell let that one person or two people or three people to actually hear this mm. and take it out mm. and then you see more and more comments on reddit people saying you know i don't care if the the feed or the audio is changed i've downloaded this and oh, i download yeah, every parliamentary sitting yeah. The moment it goes live, and I'm like, oh shit! Yeah, who knows what sort of AI they are using to comb through all this? Yeah, which is which is great, la. I think we the parliamentary live streaming started. Was it after we started this podcast? After, after yeah. And we yeah. did do a podcast saying that it's a good thing, la, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Because you can no longer like just hide behind closed doors and everybody can see if they want to spend the time to go down, they can see these sort of things happen. Yeah. And and probably these are, I mean, we wouldn't have picked it up if we were there live, right? That's the truth. Yeah,
1: yeah, correct. So it's really technology and the hot mic and everything that allows people to go and comb through all this and see I so, wonder if
0: every MP is thinking, Oh fuck, did I say something once when the mic was hot? Oh my god, people are gonna dig it up. But that's that's what it needs to be, that yeah. they
1: need, they need to feel like, yeah, they you have your game has to be on at, at all times as yeah, a yeah. public as a public profile a public person who relies on, you know, uh people to vote you in and everything, like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's a. It's just part of the game. Yeah. Part of the game, man. Uh, but but actually, the, the, the other interesting thing was actually also a response to this whole thing by So Riyong mm. himself, right? <laughs> yeah, correct. Right. Yeah, you told me about it, so maybe you want to just uh,
0: talk about it for people. It was, it was. So I mean, So Riyong, uh and Tan Chuan Jin also have a bit of a history. Mm. Um, Tan Chuan Jin is the president of the Singapore uh, Olympics Committee, mm. uh, SNOC. Singapore National uh, Singapore National Olympics Committee, SNOC. Uh, which passed the judgment to exclude Soru Yong from the Asian Games 2023. Yeah, despite meeting the qualifying timing, mm-hmm. And it was also an issue highlighted in Parliament by Pritam Singh, and it was something that we also have spoken about before because, uh, I mean, aside from our own friendship with Soru Yong, mm. it just feels like fucking stupid, la. Like he yeah. was not, um, he was excluded because of his conduct on like podcasts and mm-hmm. and certain yeah. language he used. So he posted something on Instagram. People are sending this to me because Tan Chuanjin is SNOC president and I was excluded from the 2023 Asian Games team despite qualifying because of the use of vulgarities on a podcast, Mm -hmm. as reported by Straits Times. I recognize that the situation is ironic. However, I'm also of the view that none of us are perfect. We have all cursed or sworn at times. Mm -hmm. I did it spontaneously when describing something I did. Um, He quotes himself, I fucked this up on a light-hearted podcast where the hosts were using the type of language as well, bracket mm, mm. mirroring. Yeah. It appears that Tan Chuan Jin is doing it in parliament to voice his disagreement with an opposition member of parliament, mm. which is clearly unsatisfactory conduct. Um, and then he goes on to say, um, but the public can afford to be gracious enough to forgive him if he gives an earnest apology. Mm. I hope that SNOC can move on as well so we can all focus on doing constructive things rather than nitpicking on each other. Thank you. Yeah. Wow, I read that. I'm like, it's wrong. Good on you, man. Like it is just a very I don't know whether this was his intention, but it's like a subtle like think, you like, know, yeah. It's quite pointed, not, la, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, maybe not subtle. But I thought his response was classy and it does point out the big the big irony la. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I think yeah, that people have been pointing out uh
1: certain um you know, perceived double standards, lah, right? Mm. in how SNOC was handling the whole Suryong so thing as well. Yeah. So I think the, the, you can read up about quite a number of those things online. But yeah, this is another instance where I think uh, the fact that SNOC had pointed out, hey, this guy used vulgarities on the podcast, literally in a or in a leaked document, I think, to The Straits Times, where mm. they pointed like out... a hey, page document. Yeah, pointing out all his transgressions, like literally using vulgarities or saying something like, uh, come bro threesome on, on uh, Titus Ng's Instagram post, right? Mm. Uh, the fact that he can point this out and then the fact that the president of the SNOC has been caught in this moment, yeah, that's a, it's really
0: a chef's kiss. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Yeah. And in this case, Ruyong, his main role is to run. Yes. And he sweat. Yeah. Tan Chuan Jin's role as Speaker of Parliament is to enforce decorum. Yeah. And he sweat. Yeah feels like a lot closer to his actual responsibility. Mm, tough one to get away from. Ah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parliament, the gift that keeps giving. For, for yeah, content. I think we really tried to move on from like yeah, talking we tried to parliament to. stuff. but We tried to. I woke up this morning like, oh gosh. Yeah, yeah. you just know and, and we did record a podcast this morning mm. with, a, with a guest, yes, uh, yes. Sudir himself. Yeah, which will come out soon. Yeah. yeah, come out soon and this is the afternoon afternoon podcast. So, So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting voila
1: well, yeah, uh you interesting. know interesting like you said uh sometimes people fuck up in jobs,, mm. and because they fuck up in jobs, uh some of them take more extreme measures uh, like uh no no not rage quitting, but a new this new thing called quiet quitting right? mm. uh, and apparently Singaporeans are uh, exceptionally
0: good at it right mm. and uh, how do we know that uh because there was a recent survey by human resources agency, Randstad, of a thousand respondents between 18 and 67 in Singapore. Um, and apparently 35% have quiet quit their jobs, mm, which mm. is 4% higher than the global average. Mm. So quiet quitting is a term that maybe came about, I think maybe a year ago. Yeah, And and from what I understand, it's just where you you do the baseline, basic minimum of what's expected at work. Mm. You don't go above and beyond you don't go the extra mile yeah, and you quiet quit. La, so you're not fully present. Mm-hmm. You That's still right. show up, you do your shit, but you do the bare minimum. Mm. And apparently Singapore has a, a a percentage that is higher than the... 4%. 4%, yeah. yeah 4% higher than the global average. Yeah,
1: of quiet quitting. La.
0: So basically 35%, more than one in three, la, mm. people have mm. quiet quit their jobs.
1: Yeah, but actually in the whole discussion about quiet quitting, my understanding of it was that it essentially it's just uh, you just you know, you, you slack la. you slack your job already la, mm. right? you're doing the bare minimum it's not that you come close to resigning or anything mm. but you just don't go above and beyond uh, doing what you normally do la, right? Yeah. Um. I mean it's not that it's a new thing you know people have been doing it for a long time mm. it's just that now there seems to be very a very clear term to describe it la. Yeah. Well, was it, did it exist during your time in the corporate world already?
0: I mean it existed in the sense that People were coasting like
1: coasting. Ah, coasting yes, coasting, that's the line yeah. coasting. Yeah,
0: slacking maybe is slacking, one level. Yeah, yeah. slacking level. is
1: it's like you you're not doing your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coasting. So it was it's been around for ages
0: already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But suddenly over the past year it became a thing. Like, yeah. Do you yes. prefer this term quiet quitting? Uh I think in terms of the hierarchy of of uh, intensity, it mm. feels like there is slacking, mm. quiet quitting, coasting. Mm-hmm. So it's not as serious as slacking, mm. but it's not as, like, uh, responsible as coasting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but uh, does it give, uh, I know, like, a lot of uh, people my age or boomers and all that, they're a bit confused by the term quiet quitting. Mm. I don't think they, they fully understand what it is. La. Um, How would you describe it to someone who has who doesn't, from that era, la, basically?
0: Mm. so that's where it gets interesting. Specifically because you said from that era. Because, mm. you know, even when I explained it just now, it's you showing up at work, you do your basic, uh, mm. baseline expected. Yeah. You don't go above and beyond. Yeah. You're not even fully present. So, based on that, when I speak to people from that era, mm. like maybe mm. 30 years ago, a lot of people, <laughs> I assume, like, be, but well, isn't that just work? Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I've also seen
1: that people are saying, Isn't that just like people's kids? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) They quiet quit essentially they quiet quit really. They just do what they can to get by and then and then they have to I mean life takes over also. That That,
0: that's why I was thinking like it's a bit weird because for some reason, and I know we have spoken about this in uh, Mm -hmm. like previously also. I think okay, if you're running your own business, your work is in some way your life, lah, right? Yeah. But if you're working for someone, at some point over the past ten years or maybe fifteen years, it reached a point where your work is supposed to be your life. Mm, mm, mm. You're supposed to go above and beyond for your company. Mm. I don't know how that came about. Yeah. Was it just the increased no. social media Uber, where Uber? Hustle, what? Right? Uber la, break things
1: fast and move fast and yeah, you know, Hustle. Hustle became the,
0: yeah, the hustle buzzword
1: la, la for a generation. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I saw this this new term also as a grindset, not mindset. <laughs> Is the grind set?
1: Isn't that what you do? And last time you used to do when you go zoom on Friday night, and then you see people, then you set set them up for a grind. Is it?
0: <laughs> no, or maybe like when the DJ comes for his next set, you're oh this is the grind set. This is the grind set. This is the one where all people start grinding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is the grind set. Just not just regular set. This is the grind <laughs> set. This is the grind set. Um, so I think I th- if if I had to uh, wager a guess, right? I think when you know Google and all the tech companies made the workplace more like home. Mm, mm. They allowed you to do laundry. They gave yeah. you all the shit. There was almost an expectation that you have to give more of yourself to work. Mm, 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 and then that became the baseline yeah, and extended yeah. to companies that were not even able to provide that perks. All of a sudden, regardless of company you work for, it became an expectation that you have to give 100% yeah. of yourself at work. Yeah. So when I read this, I'm like, okay, you give 60 to 70%, you do the baseline minimum. I would imagine that This has been going on for a long time already. Yeah.
1: In fact, to me, it's like, if you, uh, for me, it's like, wow, if you give the 60 to 70%, that's pretty good already. (laughs) I've seen or heard or met a lot of cases that, yeah, it's not even, they're not even at the quiet quitting level. They're at the, like, what you mentioned, slacking level. Yeah. So to be able to quiet quit, to to do what you're required to do, that's already, to me, it's like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good work day already.
0: I think because in in pop culture, in work culture generally, there is this mantra that you know if you don't find meaning in your work, yeah, yeah, uh, you're in the wrong job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I I'm very happy that right now, like because we are doing our own thing. Of course, there's a lot of meaning. Yeah, but I have also been at a point in my first job working at a big corporate where I reached a point where I was like, okay, I'm giving too much for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess did I quite quit? I don't think so. I think just at the start when I had the fire in my belly after being, after graduating, you know, I was like, I need to do everything I can to make this, like, everything work. And like, mm-hmm. but it reached a point where it was, I was, I felt like I was talking to a wall and mm. then I was like, okay, I'm still going to go do my best in whatever I do, but I'm not going to go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, But then it felt like, oh, this, this is the norm, actually. Yeah, yeah. Right.
1: Actually, yeah, you, 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 but you did make an interesting point like that back then, uh there weren't as many perks uh, right for yeah. in the corporate world like all the you know the emphasis on work-life balance maybe a ping-pong table in your recreation room then after it became like full meals provided to you then now it's like gym membership Maseous for you
0: sleeping, uh, remote force.
1: mental health yeah. support that yeah. kind of thing yeah none of those perks existed when you and i were in the in the corporate world uh, right mm. it was really like oh you got problem uh, you tell hr uh, and then yeah, hr you have one meeting with hr and that's yeah. it, but, right? yeah. Uh, but other than that, you were expected to grind, right? Mm. Just, so now, when in the new workplace, uh, every company has like these perks, right? Like mm. to take care of you. They got mental health. You can take a mental health day. You can, you, you can you, know, you can even tap out dinner. You can bring your family. Family day, you bring your whole family, come and eat dinner at the office and shit like that, right? Mm. So maybe it almost seems like strange for people to rage quit and I'm so angry, my jaw hit it. Because there's, so many other perks that come with the job that you why well, you going to rage quit on your free meals at Facebook every day? I yeah, yeah, think right? yeah So yeah, quite quitting is the way of them like protesting against uh you know hating their jobs lah, and mm. they 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 don't want to seem rage quit and seem so entitled. Oh my god, you're quitting! you a know, oh. big job in the tech firm. Right? So quiet quitting is the So what the, you're the saying is way. like,
0: the 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 post almost has shifted. La. Last yeah, time yeah, when yeah. there were no perks, yeah. you rage quit, people are like, oh, okay, I can understand. understand. Yeah, like, yeah. Now you've got all the perks, you rage quit, yeah, people are like, shut yeah, the fuck yeah, up. La. <laughs> so you can't go that extreme. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. So you,
1: you do quiet quitting instead. Oh. And wow. then you, so it still justifies, it's still saying that you're not engaged, your, your employer is not engaging your brain or anything very much. like. So so, it's not so much that you are entitled or anything like that. Mm. You quiet quit, you know.
0: But I guess the difference between rage quit quit and quiet quit. You rage quit, you uh, fucking have to find a job. La, yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And like it's re- quite embarrassing and everything. La, right. quiet quit. Quiet oh. quit, you sort of
1: just fade to the background and nobody sees you for a while. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. rage quit is like, you have to kind of pick up the pieces, the broken, the broken bridges and everything mm. la, after that. Mm. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think that's why now, now, if you're a fresh grad also, I don't know, like as a fresh graduate, maybe every job you go into, there is this expectation that you have to give your all. And, and I mean, that's, that's how I think a lot of people still go in, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. Um, and I think like um, also when, when we, our own work or the people we work with, it's always good to have people who are very passionate about the role. Like, yeah. Yeah, But there's always a uh, like some sort of compromise. Uh. Mm, mm. You know, you're so passionate about your own business, you know, but you, you compromise the stability, uh, you yeah. compromise the perks. Yeah. So I think in this case, like what you said, once you give the perks, it's almost like, okay, one thing that sometimes I get overly emotional is like when I'm in a mall or something and I hold the door open for someone. Oh. And then they walk past and they don't say thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get fucking pissed off. Mm, mm. And I think I've told you this before. And again, you give me this like fucking like preachy shit. Hurry, hurry! If you open the door, you should not expect thanks. No, shut the fuck up, Terrence. But the thing is, because I did something nice, right? Yeah. I almost expect you to return like reciprocate lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's almost like the company saying, hey, hello, I give you laundry. I give you a vending machine where you can go and uh, just hit a button, you get a new keyboard. Yeah. You better give yourself to work, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. You better give 100%. 100%. Yeah, uh, so it's your way of protesting that la. Your way of protesting that interesting. But then, does it does it uh, like do you think like oh when you heard Singapore has a four percentage points higher than the global average, mm. was it something like you went huh? I can see that, or was it like oh that's surprising?
1: Uh, it's quite. No, I mean in the sense that I think our productivity here is not great lah. Mm. Uh, I think we spend way too much time. FaceTime, you know, uh, in in, uh, in at least in general uh, right? In the office, that kind of thing. There's a lot of like standing around, like uh, uh hanging out, or just talking cock, that kind of thing. Mm. And actually, I think the last two years as an experiment, working from home and, and things like that, it showed that people can work. Uh, you know, uh, can can sometimes even work better without all those distractions, uh, right? Mm. So I think it's been recorded. Singapore's productivity isn't great, uh, right? But so, it should be a global thing, right? If it's a COVID thing. Oh no, no no! Covid was just an example, show, example showing that Singaporeans can work from home, and, mm. and some people have found it more, more efficient and everything, like, right? Mm. But in general, because we our culture is so like uh, about spending long hours at work, and you know, uh, you got to have FaceTime and show show that you are, you stay there later than your boss and things like that. Whereas in like that, there are um, other countries where. Some some of that is even outlawed. Sending a fucking text message from work
0: is France, right? In France yeah, France, against the law France. and things
1: like that. So there's almost a drive, uh, some productivity in some sense. You know, they have to get a lot done within that workday, right? Mm. So so and then after that, they they have the time to go and pursue their own activities and hobbies outside. So mm. work life, so called work life balance, can be uh is easier to achieve, like. And I'm sure you've heard anecdotes, whether it's Australia or France or that. Once you're out of the office, you just switch off. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you, can, yeah. you can switch off your phone or whatever. It's not an issue. Yeah, yeah, Whereas exactly. in Singapore,
0: I think that's not our culture. I think right. there's one company in Denmark, wasn't I read, like, where at 5pm, the tables all fall back into the wall. Yeah. Like, yeah. Basically telling all the staff you have to leave. And I think another factor for Singapore, because there is rising cost of living. Yes. Of course, cost of living is happening all around the world. But in yeah. Singapore... Probably it's it's increasing at a rate where every is on everyone's mind. Like. Yeah. So the thing about quitting your job, mm, there's the reality of bills you have to pay. like. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you quiet quit, you kind of like okay, you don't give you all the work, but you still have a paycheck coming in. Yeah, yeah. Which which I think in Singapore right now to not have that paycheck, it really is like a a, a big leap, like, mm, You know, stressful. So, yeah. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, I mean, I. The 35%, I was like, that, is, that does sound high. Mm. Of course, it is 1,000 respondents. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, not the biggest pool. Yeah, But it was higher than I expected. Like. Mm, mm, correct, higher correct. than I expected. Yeah. Because I thought it's like a quite quick thing. I thought Singapore all quite like, you know, industrious, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I guess not. Yeah.
1: But, and, and also, I don't know if they managed to get, I haven't looked at it, but I don't know if they managed to get data from China. Oh, oh yeah, I think this one is just Singapore. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I think. Oh, Chi-
0: and the other countries or oh, other countries, I'm not so sure.
1: Yeah, because I think there was that. I think the term also, um, quiet thing There's a equivalent term in Chinese for it. as so well I can't remember what But sort of like lying flat, life flat, lie flat, flat, flat or something yeah, like that, right? Yeah, flat, yeah, yeah. Flat. So I mean, I'm interested to hear what is it's like in China also, right? Where the culture there's a nine nine six culture and things like that. There nine nine six is the working nine to nine six nine a.m. to week, nine p.m. Huh? six days a week, like right? That culture. Mm. So maybe it could be even worse then. Mm.
0: But yeah, now I, I haven't I've always seen these YouTube thumbnails coming up saying yeah. the there's another new term for China. It's not life flat, it's uh anti hustle or some some oh, shit okay. like that. Okay in China. Uh, all about that 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 counter to that whole nine nine six culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah.
1: I can imagine quite quitting like you say being very prevalent in societies where uh there are not a lot of uh, you know, like uh overtime prote- protections, whether it's unions mm. or anything. Plus the fact that you know, the cost of living is rising uh fast in these in this these cities. So. Mm. Yeah, so Singapore is like right in the middle of that Venn diagram. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, huh? Mm. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, man.
1: Tough one, that huh? Tough one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you're quiet quitting and spending time listening to this podcast. While at work. Yeah. While at work. Yeah. <laughs> We would love to hear from you, and yeah, I, I know some of people do. Yeah, they do comment on our one shot comments on on, 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 our, on our subreddit, all, which is something that we highlight, like right? It's mm-hmm. our one shot comment. Correct, so, correct, what correct. is your
0: one shot comment? Ah, uh, my one shot comment is actually something posted by Techno Kido thirteen days ago, mm-hmm. um, and it's about something that we have spoken about once in a while. Even in this post, uh, they they mentioned and hi there. It was it was on Reddit. Yeah. Hi, there was talk about Yalabad merch last year as a means for us listeners to support Yalabad and to wrap Yalabad. Um, permanent store will be too tedious, but why not a pop-up booth? Uh, it's also a chance for listeners to meet you guys, say hi, mm. um, can have a Yalabad recording with guests. And while they listen to a lot of our podcasts on their on their drive to work, a Yalabad decal mm. would be great to wrap uh, uh on the roller. Yeah. And they said, imagine seeing a car parked car with Yalabad decal beside their McDonald's VIP drive through car decal or a restaurant with Yalabad decal beside grapefruit. So, it's something that we always think about We're like, at some point I would love to, like, mm. something physical that we can give our listeners. Um, I don't know whether we have spoke about it on the podcast, but I think, like, Yalabad toilet paper would be dope. Uh, just play on the words, yes, but, like, compared to decal something. So, I mean, it's definitely always on our minds, so, yeah. and comments like this kind of Push, push us a bit more, so so maybe like maybe in future, maybe in future, we yeah, see, yeah, maybe same goes with live events Correct. it'd be nice to do another live event, also, yeah, cool, but thanks for the comment, man, yeah, what about you, Terence? uh, mine's from
1: YouTube, I think mm. someone commented on our access moment podcast, uh this is Falia a few days ago, uh Terence saying the the papa, Papa, papa is in yellow, but sounds like the m r t door closing. Which I thought was hilarious, cause yeah, I realized. Does sound like the MRT door sometimes,
0: huh? yeah. What the hell?
1: But yeah, it's that, it's, it's interesting, cause uh, is, good observation. Yeah,
0: yeah, good. Obs- maybe they were listening to it on like. a <laughs> Maybe,
1: maybe, and then they uh, stood up. Oh shit! I missed my stop or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be exactly. pretty funny. But yes, but, yeah. Thank you all for making these interesting observations. Yes,
0: and uh, do you have your one
1: shirk thing? Uh, I do actually. Uh, you know, given that we've been talking about Taylor Swift and everything, mm. uh, yeah, I, I realize that there are there's a whole there's a whole swath of people who are probably getting PTSD every time they listen to a Taylor Swift song, right? Because mm. they couldn't get Taylor Swift tickets. So, uh, yeah, I want to dedicate that to this to them. But I, I recently was just browsing the BBC Radio. What, I think BBC One, uh, YouTube channel again for old covers, and then I found an old Imagine Dragons cover of Taylor Swift's Blank Space. Mm. And uh yeah, they do it in a very interesting style the Imagine Dragons style. And they actually mashed it up with an old classic song as well, which was pretty awesome.
0: Oh, is so, it? So, yeah, yeah,
1: I I I think I urge everyone to listen to it and good for you if you got the Taylor Swift tickets. If you don't, uh yeah, you can just listen to these covers and feel set uh with other people who didn't I'm get it. I'm sure
0: there will be so. some pop-up Taylor Swift digital concert happening during the actual concerts because I think I've yeah. seen videos Mm-mm. that people are currently taking on at other uh, times she's performing in other countries where they 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 are, I think in the inside the stadium but they can also see outside and they go oh. from inside the stadium full house they go outside and the parking lot is also full oh. full of people because they can yeah. hear the, the music you know and they just rock out to it outside
1: they need to do another hologram hologram thing like you remember Tupac they brought mm. Tupac where hologram mm. imagine they did that like, Chan Chun Singh, uh, you know, with all the Tech people, they created some camera that can just, like, record the concert live and then put a hologram of Taylor Swift in some primary school somewhere. It, mm. like, looks like
0: she's on stage as well. Mm. They'll be fucking, like... Woof. Real time, uh, real Yeah, real time, real time. Real time. Wow. wow Chan Chun Singh announces his, his challenge to PM. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> challenge to PM. He's like, yo, man, yeah. I'm right here. I brought Taylor Swift to Yihua Primary School. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Cool man. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh my one shook thing um is uh is another app that I chanced upon mm. uh early this morning actually. Yeah. Um it's called Aragon.ai. Okay, like so, the
1: like the Lord of the Rings the Aragon I I don't know, it's
0: A R A G O N. Oh G
1: O N, okay. That G-O-N. one's G O R N. Yeah, yeah, Aragon. So, yeah, so okay. I
0: mean whenever I see a new AI tool and all yeah. I mean I will always approach it with like, okay, what's this? But there's always a bit of like, mm, really? But this one, I haven't tried it out yet. Mm. I want to try it. Their, mm. their headline is the number one AI headshot generator. Transform mm. your selfies into AI-generated headshots. So I'm not the biggest fan of purely generative AI. Okay. Where you create content out of nothing. Okay. But what they claim, right, is that as long as you upload at least 12 selfies of yourself, Mm-mm-mm. can be shitty selfies taken yourself. But in different angles and different lightings, yeah. it would churn out 40 different headshots mm-hmm. that um by the look on their website, it looks fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm gonna try it out. But to me, okay, this is an interesting use of AI where it builds on 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 content you feed it and it feeds you something back that is um how do you say it? Uh, that that is improved upon through AI la. Mm. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it changes your features because what they say is it builds a 3D model of your face. Mm. And after 30 days, all the data is wiped from their servers. I don't know how yeah. true that is. I give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But it looks pretty damn interesting, man. But you should test it by holding your hand to your face and see if it comes out
1: with six fingers like all the other AI, generative AI...
0: Uh, but that's purely generative so So this one I I can imagine looking at examples is they really do build on what you Mm. what you send them And it just it just sharpens the features, changes yeah. the lighting, so it's still you. You feed yeah. it pictures of you, and it just generates something for you.
1: And it puts you in a like LinkedIn kind of suit, right? The kind yeah. of suit that people wear on LinkedIn.
0: It's crazy, and like, uh, yeah, just just check out the website. There's, they offer a money back guarantee. I think as a company, they're growing pretty damn fast. Mm, mm. And I saw this, I was like, God damn, this is cool. Wow, this is cool. Yeah,
1: but that's maybe that's a... You know, we talk about like taking gen z selfies and, and how mm. people nowadays don't even want to take like really nice sharp photos mm. of themselves anymore. Mm. Maybe this is the you really tell your age la, by the kind of like profile photo that you insist on. Or oh, where you you're posting LinkedIn LinkedIn. Yeah. LinkedIn. How nice is the uh, is the photo that you put up, like, right? Yeah, correct. correct the younger correct.
0: you are, the crappier the photo needs to be. Yeah, la, yeah, yeah. Then there'll be a filter lah. You mm. know, Zify it. Yeah. Oh, gen Zify yeah. <laughs> <Gen-Z-fy. laughs> it. But yeah. Cool. cool, man!
1: Another AI app from brought to you by Harish. Yes, Harish. AI, yeah, yeah. Is there a, does your name have AI in it? Tilani? No, it doesn't. No,
0: I mean oh, Tilani yeah. la. T I. There's an I, I, I A There's an I A.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's not like AI directly on Only yeah, nah, oh, okay, nah, nah. Okay. But you I bought change, the domain Harish uh, Harish already. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a while back. La. that was oh, in your crypto phase, like, Right? You bought that.
0: Uh, um, I guess face. so. Uh. Yeah, what yeah. my crypto face Terrence?
1: XYZ, XYZ. I'm I'm
0: open. I'm open to to anything that comes, you know? I still crypto have the domain. Are, yeah, I still yeah, have yeah, the yeah. domain. Yeah. harish.xyz. The NFT with bubble tea face <laughs> like right? <Yeah, laughs> there was yeah. our face, okay? It wasn't just me. It Wasn't just me. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. But cool, man. Cool. Awesome. Uh thanks for listening everyone. And we'll talk to y'all soon.